0: Hello, everyone. It is good to be back with you. Welcome back to the Whiskey Raiders podcast. We have another great episode Uh, today. I'm joined here by my co-host, John Henderson, uh, better known as the bourbon finder, the man who can find any bourbon or so the Internet. Uh, would lead you to believe. And as always, guys, I am Tate from WhiskeyRippers.com. So we've got kind of a a fun in-betweener episode. We were hitting on a couple topics that people have brought up. uh, Kind of a listener mailbox style. We've got some new whiskeys that people have asked for our insight on. And then next week, we have just a, a big old fat pile of new whiskey, including that new twenty-year Heaven Hill. We've got the new Bernheim Barrel Proof, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But before we go, John, uh, you know, if I sound a little bit different, I'm recording on the road. We're trying this podcast on the go. It was negative five in Wisconsin when I left, and I'm here in DC, and it's fifty-five. And I don't know if I'm cool with that. How are How are you doing? You staying cool? Well, speaking of cool, it was forty-two
1: below here last weekend and then this week it was up to about 40 degrees so i mean if you want to talk about temperature swings i'm here with you doing a combination oh, of keeping cool and n- not really understanding the weather to be honest with you
0: yours sounds worse than mine i went from wearing a coat because i i physically needed to when i left wisconsin but today i was walking down I want to say it was Pennsylvania Avenue, and I had—I I only brought long pants, and I was wearing long pants like rolled up to like my knees because nice. that's the only way my midwestern ass could just physically stand. Like I, I really should have brought sandals. Like I was just not ready to be in almost sixty degree weather. It's—it's it's the first week of February. This is insane. Yeah, that's disgusting. I'm not ready for anything like that right now. Yeah, I'm with you. But the one thing that I am ready for is brand new whiskey. And we've been kind of in a weird drought, right? Like January and December, no one really releases new whiskey. December, clearly everyone's gotten their stuff out. They've got it ready for the holiday season in January. uh, Whether brands are focused on dry January, which is when people try not to drink, uh, even though statistically they they don't stop. Um, But no new products come out. But since we've made it into February, stuff is just slamming into us left and right. Like next week we'll physically have the tasting notes for the product that I think we've been asking for for years. But we saw this week that a Bernheim barrel proof is now an actual reality. Like, this exists.
1: Yeah, this worked out great on the timing on our uh, Christmas wish episodes there, where this is basically everything you've ever wanted all rolled up into one, which is nice. Uh, I didn't get the whole magic wand scenario where I could, like, do or undo things. So we'll have to keep waiting on my wishes, (laughs) but... Uh, at least we got this to talk about, and I'm pretty pumped about trying out this uh, fresh
0: new Bernheim product. Yeah, I mean it, it's barrel proof. It is wheat whiskey. It, it, it's all we've ever asked for. We we actually so I'm away right now, but we have the sample, so we'll cover it on the next episode. But um, without any of the actual info, because I don't have it in front of me, being on the road, it, it seems like a no brainer though. It's under a hundred bucks. It's barrel proof. It's wheat whiskey. It's Heaven Hill, so you know it's good. Like it's not from some weird craft brand like it seems like big news and strange enough i've seen almost nobody talk about it other than a couple of accounts that you know just kind of post press releases and stuff
1: yeah i'm pumped about getting this thing through and putting it through its paces i would even really like to see the comparison between the standard bernheim to the barrel proof and just like how much the proof in there is making that difference and you know we'll see what the pricing is on it when the, we read that presser about once we get that that information, and I think it'll be really good. I mean, I like seeing
0: Heaven Hill expand the portfolio and everything they're doing. And these guys seem to be adding at least another skew every year. Like last year, they added that Five Brothers. Yeah, I believe it was last year. Last year they also add. Oh, I guess they did the refresh of 1783, um, and they they did all the new batches. I know the batches A1. I think it's A123 yes uh, both ecbp and larceny barrel proof came out that's the uh elijah craig barrel proof so overall yeah I'm, I'm really curious i'm glad that like you know people it's been funny to see how many people have sent us emails and been like did you know that this was coming when you like hyped it up at christmas and i was like no way like clearly we had no idea whatsoever but uh wheat whiskey's here folks i think it's kind of You know, we'll we'll talk about it in a second. There's another huge trend in American whiskey, but um, I'm hoping that wheat whiskey can be the new trend. So if you guys are fans of Bernheim, we'd love to know if you guys like wheat, if you hate wheat otherwise. But I think it's a pretty good segue into the American single malt category, which we had two really big notices on this week.
1: Yeah, I would say that this is one of the fastest gaining uh, categories it seems to be popping up more and more. We've seen things roll out from... Geez, a few different distillers here. Uh, we've seen Jack Daniels roll one out. We saw... Uh, what was it just hit the DTB? was was uh, New Riff just rolled mm-hmm. out that they're going to be putting out American malt. So, I mean, if you start checking off the boxes here, who's joining into that fray, it's getting kind of busy.
0: What's interesting to me, and, and if you're watching the video version of this, we'll pop it up um, if we do a video for it, but... The label for new riff says at least seven years old. That means they've been sitting on single malt for seven years, which would bring them all the way back to at least February of 2016. Like that's kind of right about when they got started, right? Like
1: Yeah, it is. And what's so what's crazy about this too is this is one of those things this is kind of like the toasted barrel craze that kind of hit. There was like an 18-month stretch where it seemed like everybody who is anybody Rolled out a product that was a toasted barrel finish, and it, like to me, it sounded a little bit interesting. It's like, okay, so like, somewhere in the neighborhood of six to eight years ago, you guys all sat down and had a meeting and said, like, hey, what do you want to do? Like, we, now we've already done that. What do you want to do? Now we've done that too. Well, what about you? And then someone finally says, "What if we toast it?" <laughs> and then here we are toasting it, right? Like, I, is this what happens here? Like, do they all get together at the same meeting? seven ish years ago and say, all right, (laughs) let's uh let's start up American single mall. Let's let's just fucking run it.
0: That it's a funny perspective and it's funny that you bring that up because that would have been the best kept secret of industry because we've seen so many trends come up between when they clearly decided to go single mall. And we I mean there's been players too, don't get me wrong, like Westland who have been doing this for so long that it's like, and they've been releasing it. And this has been in their DNA, but someone like new riff who has been doing sherry finishes lately, they've been doing heritage grain things. Like they've been throwing almost as much spaghetti as they've been bottling like surefire things uh, such as their single barrel bourbon and their single barrel rye. It is kind of funny. Like I also want to know at what meeting everyone decided the Ambarana was going to happen. Like those cigar batches.
1: Yeah. That, that was one of those same meetings, man. This is what happens. <laughs> the, the the infamous they they get together and decide this right and as they're deciding everybody's whiskey future somewhere in the world jim beam is just deciding that you know what we're gonna make three new products different proof different age <laughs> way different prices and let's see what that does
0: and they're all gonna have some rice in them because it seems like any weird new shit that beam does there has to be a little bit of rice in it like somewhere
1: God, that last little book was in that same kind of vein of the single malt stuff with like just crazy finishes on it.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. So maybe there's an Illuminati of whiskey. Maybe this is a whole episode on its own. We need to like infiltrate the Illuminati of whiskey and figure out who is rigging all of the new releases. Because if you think about it, like there's been a lot of Ambrana lately before that, there was a lot of toasted shit. Clearly everyone had a caucus seven years ago and decided that American single malt needed to be cool and it's funny when we talk about that age, because I have six Westland barrels coming out through our bourbon in the next couple of months, and they're all seven years. <laughs> they're mm-hmm. all seven and, That's what I'm saying. seven years to seven and a half, so maybe maybe your theory has some credence here, but like I'm just personally curious because we know that new Riff can nail bourbon, and we know that new riff can nail rye, and I don't have any reason to believe that they can't nail a single malt, but i've just I've never seen them try at all ever.
1: Yeah, it's a totally crazy category, really, to see them rolling this out. Uh, And another brand that's going to be rolling one out that's also a little bit crazy, or like has some plenty crazy releases, Yellowstone.
0: Right, Yellowstone actually might be the most interesting of the two because you know we talk about New Riff is doing it for the first time, but for for fans and people who don't know, you know, Yellowstone is a brand owned by Limestone Branch which is a part of Lux Co., who, were recently, who recently purchased MGP about the same time they rebranded MGP to Ross and Squibb. And so if I'm not mistaken, Yellowstone's new single malt is distilled in Indiana, but, re- uh, but releasing under the Yellowstone name through Kentucky. And it's also the first single malt we've seen from them too.
1: Yeah. It's they've got a, a weird recipe to how their products and brands land where they do, but that's probably a, a deeper dive than we need to get into here, as it'll probably stray directly away from American Single Mall, which I mean, if I'm totally honest about with you, like I feel a little bit like I don't quite care. And not that I don't care that new products are rolling out or that I don't want new products to be on the shelf, but like I feel like in what I've had from the American single malt category, which granted is not huge because the category itself is rather tiny at the moment. And over the past few years has been even smaller. I just feel like none of it has been at this point exciting to me, at least enough to where I'm like, man, I can't wait to get another bottle of that. Or when I finish a bottle like a Westland single barrel, which are really the only ones that I found anywhere near exciting. Mm, I kind of find myself like, yeah, I don't know if I need another one of those like until another really cool single barrel comes out or like something that actually seems like it's going to have something to it, which at this
0: point I'm not seeing. That's a really good point. And I think, you know, I really do like single malts, so I have to playfully disagree. But I, I agree in that the single malt releases coming out, other than the fact that they are single malts, Don't have a lot around them to really get consumers excited. Like, really, if we think about it, the Jack Daniels release that was super hot, if we look at it, was really more people excited that it was the next of the Heritage edition from Jack Daniels, right? Like, the Rye Before went for crazy amounts on secondary. The Koi Hill, which was extremely high proof hazmat, also went for insane amounts. Like, I know people got excited about the single malt because they thought that they could flip a bunch of it. But once people started drinking it, the price fell extremely fast overnight. Like I think people are excited about the fact that it was the new limited edition from Jack Daniels, not that it was single malt or that it was finished, you know, it was a single malt finished in wine. So I'm curious too, because like Westland, their entire identity is single malt, but for someone like Yellowstone, that has nothing to do with their identity at all. They're known for their bourbon and that's pretty much it. So like them going into single malt, I'm curious how, they're going to get consumers excited because right now the only press release I've seen is what Yellowstone has posted to their LinkedIn, which is the only way they send out press releases. And that's its own kind of like enigma. If you ask me, like who uses LinkedIn for news?
1: So yeah, I I don't really know what the deal is going to be with that. Like no one turns to, uh, that's not even really, I mean, I guess it's social media, but it's not a, a good enough form of it to really register as far as like our enthusiasts checking this shit out. Right, so, I'm just kind of at a loss there. I don't know.
0: I I think it's just interesting. Like who, like sometimes brands use weird pressing strategies to like get releases out. But if you're only posting to your LinkedIn, it makes no sense. But I mean, Yellowstone, I think, has done well. It, it I kind of laugh too because there was this huge opportunity for Yellowstone, the brand, and Yellowstone, the TV show, to pair up and do some huge promotion. Like this would have been a great time to be like, "Oh yeah, there's that season of Yellowstone. Let's promote our new product." But then Buffalo Trace swooped in and got those ad dollars instead. So like, I really just don't know what's going on at Yellowstone at all, let alone how good their their upcoming single malt might be.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that makes two of us. I mean, well, and really even a bigger player like the Jack Daniels or the Jim Beam distillery. Like if any of them roll this out, I'm going to be like, "Ah, just I, my feelings don't change. I guess regardless of who it is or what the hell they've got going on, I'm just not that, not that excited just yet. Maybe sometime, but not yet.
0: Okay. Well, I I think that we will uh we'll have to sit here in the middle and see. I'm pumped. I love single malt as a category. I think that between Westland and Westward and Balcones even has some crazy good single malt down in Texas, which is something I never thought I would say. It's definitely a category. Uh, to watch so we'll get some samples we'll bring them on the show maybe we'll just do a single episode and see what's what's uh what's top of the top and top of the flops overall but i i think that this is probably a pretty good space like this has been you know we kind of call the week before valentine's day like the doldrums right like we're coming off of dry january Yeah, yeah people haven't been bringing in you know, crazy good whiskey because they're, they're waiting for basically after Valentine's day. Once that shopping holiday is done, I bet we're going to see like 20, 20, 30 new products come out just like in rapid fire as they always do. And that's probably a good time. Like, you know, um, people always ask me too. like, Hey, I want to buy whiskey for my significant other for Valentine's day, whatever. Uh, do you, up up in Maine, you guys got any big plans for the Valentine's holiday? I know you got kids, so I don't know if, you know, some of my friends are like, oh, we don't go out unless it's Christmas because we got kids. But anything anything notable planned for the big holiday, and we'll wrap this one up?
1: No, not really. We tend to just kind of, I mean, it depends so much on the weather. If we're going to be out on the rink skating, you know, throw a skating party or something, That's it's probably about the most we would do. We don't go out or anything like that, you know, just wind a bunch of candy to the kids and make them ride out Valentine's for all their classmates. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess I forgot about yeah, that yeah I, uh, yeah I, I haven't yeah I guess I forgot because I mean they, they like bring valentines and pass them out and stuff in class yeah
1: and everybody gets a little bit of candy and I guess that's uh, like good enough holiday for them it's not really something that we go, we dig too deep into
0: okay I what about you.
1: you guys are you gonna be going out and doing anything crazy
0: No, I mean, we go to dinner and then we go to bed early. So uh, you can see that we've, we've exceeded, you know, middle age and gone straight to the old, the old timers. But um, yeah, I guess you really can't send bourbon to school with the kids. So chocolate's going to have to do. I think we can wrap this one a little short. It's been a little light. American single malt is here in a big way. I am super pumped for us to try Bernheim barrel proof wheat next week. And I think that this is probably a good time too to let people know like, you know, our inbox is always open. We've got a couple big topics we'll cover in upcoming weeks. But if there's something you want to hear on the pod, uh, you should let us know. And John and I'll tackle it and dive right on in.
1: Yeah. We had a couple of cool questions pop up in our Discord server. We like to get in there and you know just uh kind of snap it around a little bit with everybody see what's going on let everybody have a chance to give us their feedback and stuff so uh i think yeah this is a good enough spot to wrap this one up and next time we do one of these uh like sort of listener mail scenarios uh, i'll see if maybe we can pull out a few like a bigger questions from the audience and just sort of like try to answer that or walk through whatever it is that they're looking for uh, perspective on
0: yeah, I'm with you. Well, in that, you know, in, in the uh, in the gaps here, enjoy the downtime, folks. John and I have a metric mountain of whiskey to start tasting starting next week. So, uh, we look forward to getting through the Super Bowl. I know that there's some uh, there's some big, uh, you know, speculation there. Personally, I don't care for either team because I'm not a sports person. But we'll. We'll wrap that one up. I always kind of, uh, you know, people ask about whiskeys for the Super Bowl, too. So we'll hit on that. But overall, if you're looking for more from John, you can find him over at Bourbon Finer. If you're looking for uh, more from me, I'm Take, as always, T-A-K-E, over at WhiskeyRaiders.com. This has been another episode of the Whiskey Raiders podcast. And starting next week, the Taste of Palooza continues. We've got some big bottles. Heaven Hill sent me a cake, believe it or not. My wife let me know. Uh, I don't think we'll do tasting notes on the cake, but we will definitely have tasting notes for the I Bernheim know. barrel proof. I, I'd send you some cake, man. I just don't know how I'm going to do it.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> think maybe you just take a picture of the cake, and then I'll pretend I ate some.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll put up tasting notes of the cake. But otherwise, we'll be back. We've cool. got some high-proof whiskey. Thanks for joining us. And as always, you can find us at whiskeyreaders.com. This is the Whiskey Readers Podcast, and we will see you next week, guys. Cheers. Cheers.